one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. D-A-D, I'm joined by Professor Dan Layton. The truth, Dan Layton. What else? Still, your Jam That Champion, Dan Layton, by one point. One crucial point. Oh, true! (laughs) True! If only Drew hadn't been a stupid dum-dum. Then uh, I would be sat here as your jam, that champion. Hey, you're dealing in counterfactuals. It didn't happen. You're going to have to get over it. You're going to have to move on because the <laughs> truth reigns supreme. And this is the WrestleTalk Podcast review of AEW Collision. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of AEW Collision. Please join the live chat with getting your thoughts. And are you all right there? Yeah, I'm just, just trying to sort myself out. Yeah, I can hear you clonking around all over the place. <laughs> and if you want to, I've never clonked in my life. How dare you? And if you want to have your thoughts read out on the air, it is wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And hey. While you're in the mood for clicking links, tickets are available now for our Survivor Series party. Mm. We are having a lock-in at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery oh, yeah. overnight. Terms, yeah. yeah, we're having a lock-in. We're staying up past our bedtime, <laughs> and we're going to watch Survivor Series together, maybe with the return of Randy Orton, probably not with the return of CM Punk, but it will be War Games, Yeah, and we're going to get to watch that and I'm very, very excited. So Definitely tic- not with the return of William Regal. Tickets? No, because he's got yeah. another year to go. Yeah, but, but well, yeah. So the, it was December. No, I think it was two years. Apparently, it was like oh, the gentleman's agreement. I remember? I thought, it was like, I thought it was a year. I thought. Well, that's what we thought. But then yeah. the chat yesterday was correcting us, saying it was two years. Interesting. Um, and either I didn't. Way. And I didn't fact check the chat. Mm, either way, he's not coming. Either way, it's not him. It's not time. It's not time for, not for time. William Regal yet. But you can join us, and we can all go war games together. So get your tickets down below. We'll talk about a little. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. But first, let's talk about this episode of AEW Collision. Not a lot happening on this show after two big weeks with the House of Black and the John Moxley return. Yeah. And then last week, obviously, you had MJF and uh, Omega for mm, the title. Huge. This was just the Collision show. 
Yes. The, the collision show we sort of got used to, yeah. which was just like, hey, do you want two hours of fun wrestling? Yeah, that's a fair well, way of putting it. Well, here you go. Yeah. And, and that's what it was. It was two hours of fun wrestling. A lot of it inconsequential. Some of it very, very fun. But overall, just like, yeah, that was totally fine. Yeah. I think it's an interesting one because um, you've got two approaches to counter-programming. You can either do kind of what they did with uh, Fastlane. Was it Fastlane or... Which was the collision that went directly up against... That would have been collision and payback. Payback, that was the one. Now, that wasn't necessarily counter-programming so much as it was just a massive news story broken and, and we all wanted to watch Tony talk about Punk's firing. Um, or, but, you, but you, you can do kind of what they did with NXT and, and AEW Dynamite where they, where they loaded each other up and mm-hmm. really went for it. Or you can just go, you know what? We're not going to uh, try and fight this this big show. Um, timing wise, actually, it wasn't directly opposite, was it? No, they didn't get because they this would have started at one a.m. Oh yeah, that's time. true. And the, the timey wimey stuff with different time zones and then our clocks going back yeah. really messed me up. So Crown Jewel ended for us about a half past nine. Yeah, and then this would have started four hours later. Right. So there's not direct counter programming, but there is an element of like our audience going to be burned out, fatigue. So there's only so much rest that you can watch in a day. Exactly. Uh, so they put on a good show they just put on a good a good wrestling show like not even a lot advertised ahead of nope. time like it was i think the only matches announced for it were swerve and ar fox mm-hmm. and the the acclaimed 69 day celebration yes so yeah it, it didn't feel like they were confident because like when they have gone up against wwe pay-per-views they have been slaughtered yeah in the ratings and this was an episode that sort of felt like a do you know what i don't think our rating is going to be particularly high this week so we're just going to put on a good show yeah it just, and, and sometimes that's just really effective like that's what collision has become is this show where we can go and watch some good wrestling you know so it doesn't no always need to be this massive story development it doesn't always need to be this big you know keep them all talking forever kind of show um but that also doesn't in turn mean that it's bad no, absolutely not. No, because I, I particularly with this opening match, and it's our opening topic for today, which is about Swerve Strickland. Uh, I really enjoyed the opening to this show, which started off with, you know, the promos. You had like Darby cutting a promo and you had Lance Archer and Jake Roberts cutting a promo. <laughs> and you had sort of the acclaimed hype themselves up. Mm. And then you had Swerve Strickland and Prince Nana cutting a promo. Mm. And all of a sudden, AR Fox just jumps Swerve Strickland. Yeah. We go to the opening with Elton John, and then as the fireworks and pyro are going off, they're brawling out of the ramp and brawling down the ramp. It's like a background. It's like, oh, that was such a cool visual to open the show. I'm always of that nature. Like, that kind of open the show with a brawl thing, for some reason, always gets me sitting forward. Um, And this one was kind of cool. We've not seen those promos in a little while, and then having one interrupted. So... To let us know this, this these promos are happening live. Yeah, Do you know it does that as well for it. Um, really, really vibe for me. Really had a good time, and I loved the story that they told within this match, which is that across their career, they've been sort of like interwoven a lot throughout mm. their career. They have had eight matches. This is their ninth match that they've had together as a singles, mm. and they are four apiece mm. in those. And they were talking about on commentary, it was like an early doors. It was AR Fox who was getting all of those wins against the inexperienced Strickland. But as Strickland has gotten older and he's gotten wise and he's got more in-ring savvy, he's now racking up the wins. And so like the last three matches have been Swerve Strickland victories. And this one again was another Swerve Strickland victory. So I thought that was a really good story to tell. And they kind of played off a lot of their history together. Lots of reversals of moves, lots of 
um, countering of each other's moves, knowing what's coming, being surprised when something slightly different happens. They've just got fantastic chemistry together. Mm. Yeah, it's it's we've spoken a lot about chemistry in wrestling. I think chemistry is nine tenths of wrestling. You can have the two greatest wrestlers in the world, but if it doesn't click on the night, mm-hmm. they're gonna. I mean, think of like Shinsuke and AJ Styles can deliver a Wrestle Kingdom or they can deliver a WrestleMania. Like it's it's yeah. you know, um, and they have it. Yeah, they've they, got it together. They just have it. Like I really, really like this. And yeah, I'd swerve. Now he's older. He's got the more experience. That was on display in yeah. a lot of this. Fox. I've, I've kind of missed seeing Fox on TV. He did get a bit of heat because of the All In debacle. Re- refre- refresh our memory. So it was supposed to be Swerve and Fox. Yeah. Versus Darby and Sting. Yeah. In the double coffin match. Yes. And Fox had travel issues mm. that he was aware of but the office right. were not aware of and he didn't so let them know. all of a sudden it was like oh he can't travel to the uk to do this show i think he was trying to like get it sorted yeah. but like they couldn't get it sorted in time so he was taken out of the mogul embassy he was kicked out of the group darby allen sort of welcomed him back into the mm. fold you know back onto the good guys team and then he was replaced with uh, Fox was replaced with Christian Cage on the show instead. Mm. It's also the same show where like Ray Phoenix was taken out of his match as well. I yes. really because of visa issues. Yeah, it's the same reason. Like, so I didn't realize this, but the reason why Gunther wasn't on Saudi yeah. is because of his American visa has to be there for six months without leaving, leaving the country. Right. And it's one and of that's what happened of... with Ray Phoenix ahead of all in. It's I don't know if it's a green card thing or like they're settling or whatever, but there is certainly a period. My friend, my friend who has moved to America had that thing of there is a period where you are landlocked. You can't just go and, yeah. and come back. It also means you probably won't be at uh, Elimination Chamber. No, either. I, I would imagine he's probably free for Berlin. <laughs> yeah, he's free. Yeah, well, that's in August. So he's, yeah. he'll be fine by then. Um, but yeah, that's it's a, it's a very... It's one of those things where like you think with a billionaire, a billion dollar company... Which, could, which this isn't. No, I mean, I mean with like WWE or with like yeah. a big company, you know, you could maybe try and find a workaround. But some some administrative issues, you just can't get a workaround. Sometimes money just can't buy everything. Yeah. Uh, but I really, really liked this match. And I thought Fox was great. But Swerve, for me, the back half of this year has been Swerve's year. Mm. Like, it's he's just been on fire. The work he's been doing with Hangman Page, kind of like... Pretty much since the start of the the Hangman stuff, like when Hangman came out for his promo and Swerve came out, and I was sort of like, "Oh, oh, cool, Hangman and Swerve, yeah, I'm into that." That they had a fantastic match at Wrestle Dream, which Swerve won, and then that story has continued. And I loved Swerve's like character motivation wasn't about like he said to Hangman like a couple of weeks back, it was like this was never about you. This was just about your opportunities and me not getting them. This was about the opportunity. Now you've made it about you. And then he did the big home invasion angle with Hangman, and he's been taunting Hangman ever since. They're going to have their rematch at full gear when we do Hangman and Swerve 2. But I really thought, off the back of WrestleDream and Tempest, and I sort of, I think you and I thought about this as well, really thought that he was going to be going on that upward trajectory, possibly even MJF versus Swerve as your Winter is Coming match. Though, I don't know if we're going to be doing Winter is Coming this year, because we haven't done the, the the full gear eliminator tournaments. They are doing Winter is Coming. They are. Um, but I don't know. I, they, they announced when it was going to be the other day. I'll find oh, out. Oh, did they? Keep, oh, I keep, missed keep that. Keep chatting. Because I thought they, because usually they have the, the full gear eliminator tournament, and the winner of that tournament goes on to face the champion at winter is coming mm. so i i wasn't sure if we weren't doing it this year but it is well because we're going to be doing uh world's end at the end of the month 
Uh, it will take place on December 13th, uh, Dynamite, and it will take place in Arlington, Texas. So it is happening. It is happening. Uh, this, was a, this was like yesterday. Okay. Day so, before my birthday. Yeah. Oh, so you get to review on your birthday. I, I, I will do. You're absolutely right. Oh, no, I won't because I get the day off on my birthday. Ah. So I won't be here for that. Never mind. But um, I, I really feel like Swerve, even though we're not doing the, the, the Eliminated Tournament, and it's just him and Hangman, and mm. there's every argument that Hangman gets the win here because you get the win back. I still think you should be pushing on with the swerve trajectory, man. Like, I really do think there's a lot of contenders as who could be the man to dethrone MJF. Swerve Strickland is still my pick. I think it's a good pick. I think Swerve is incredibly talented in the ring through uh, chats with my friend Mark Markison. Um, I've seen a lot of, of the stuff that he's done elsewhere. There was a great match he had in, in uh, Mexico as well that, that Mark picked out. Um, he's great. Right, he's just great, and he's got the in-ring prowess. He's got the uh, style. He's got presence. His ass, the presence is where I was going to get to. He's got the charisma, and there's a mystique around him. The look, the facials, the performance, the swagger that he shows on social media, which at times gets right on my nerves, but it's all part of it. You know, it's all it's all very effective. Do I think? world championship immediately i'm a little bit more hesitant mm -hmm. that's not to say i don't see him being a world champion i absolutely do i think he's got everything you need for it i just think that is a slightly crowded scene at the moment i think after a shaky year or so of um booking in aw not always their fault sometimes you know problems made of their own volition i think he would have a better run elsewhere I think you've got it. We, we thought this with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston pushed him to the, the world title picture. We thought about it with a bunch of other people as well. I would personally prefer to see him go on a run against with the international title. Mm -hmm. Cassidy, go on a run with the TNT title to allow him the space to not be bogged down by having been a world champion and former champion. I know that sounds mad, bogged mm -hmm. down, but I think sometimes it's one of those... Not everyone can be a Brock Lesnar and be shoved right to the to the top immediately. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work. I think there's a, there's a lot to be said for the mid card belts. I think the international title feels like a huge deal, or at least felt like a huge deal when Mox won it. And again, that's what I mean by not necessarily their fault. Yeah, um, I feel like we're working to get ourselves back to that point. Yeah, with Cassidy Mox three. Yeah. And hey, if you want to do that, maybe put Swerve into the mix. You know, because because he is someone that you can see as a future world champion. Absolutely, I can. So, yeah, and like his whole deal is, I want to be the first black world champion in AEW, and yeah. I think it's you know, it's a, I, I should have been that a while ago. Yeah, I also like I, massive respect for Swerve as well because he bet on himself. Mm. You know, when Triple H got the book. He put the call in. It was Swerve and Malachi Black were the people he called to essentially try and get them out of their AEW mm. contracts. When he asked them, can you get out of your AEW contracts? Would you like you to come back? Because Paul Triple H wanted to do Hit Row again. He wanted to yeah. put Hit Row back together. And Swerve was like, no, I'm good. I'm actually yeah. all right. Well, what he said was, I'm going to put you onto AEW's representation here because you're trying to tamper with contracts. Mm. And that got them into a little bit of trouble. But um, yeah, I, I think he bet on himself. And rather than just go back to WWE, which would have been a very safe option. Yes. Because he would have gone back into Hit Row and he would have got a run there. Stuck with AEW. I don't think it has been the easiest and smoothest road. I think it's taken him a little while to get to find the groove with Swerve. Mm. But they have now found the groove with Swerve. And I think he's doing a superb job on this TV show. Presence is the word that I, I would use to describe him. He's just 
got it, man. Whatever mm. it is, I think he has got it. But you are right. I do agree with you. It is a packed main event scene currently. Because you think got... of World's End. And it's the, what, what we were speaking about last week, all the potential. Wasn't it at the end of last week you had five people staring at the yeah. at the screen? You have got MJF as champion with Jay White, yeah. obviously gunning for him at full gear, but imagine Jay White will be sticking around that world title picture scene. Mm-hmm. You've got Samoa Joe, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs was one of the guys who was mm-hmm. watching backstage. Kenny Omega is getting himself back into that world title program. Very much like once I'm done with the Don Callis family, then I can get back into that. Yeah, and then you had Swerve into that. Someone got like six guys. Mm. I mean, that's a, I mean, there's it's real healthy. positives to that. It's healthy. Yeah. And then once Adam Cole is back, Adam Cole will be another guy that's back in that mix. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's a very healthy main event scene. But of all those, I feel like Swerve stands out uh, uh, above some of those other guys. I would agree with that very much. I think, you know, and I don't mean disrespect to any of them, but I think about Hobbs, I think about Wardlow, and for all that they've got, I'm less excited by their world title uh, run. Aspirations. Yeah, or, or like, the, what 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 could I do with that? I'm less excited by that than I am with Swerve. Mm. Um, so yeah, th- I think there's a lot of arguments to and from. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, let's see what you thought of this episode. Um, I don't know if actually if, if, if Mod Mother is around. Yes, uh, Mod Mother is watching today. Mod Mother, can we do a poll? Because I'd be very curious to, to know on this. Mm. What do you think? 
Swerve's the next AEW champion. It's yes or no. Yeah. Because I don't want to do it as like a, fu um, a future world champion because I think everyone will just say yes. I'm talking specifically the next. the next. The guy to beat MJF. Would you vote yes or no? I'd vote yes. Because I would vote no. I would vote next. No. I don't think it's the right call. I think he's the guy to beat MJF. Mm. Interesting. For, for my personal money, yeah. I'm way more into the idea of Swerve doing it. Like, I think you can do something interesting with Wardlow, and there's a, it's a handmade story. There's an easy story to tell mm. with Wardlow. Uh, and I'd love it to be Samoa Joe or Eddie Kingston or something like that. But Swerve is the guy to me that makes the most sense. But let's see what you think in the stark remarks. And Kid Cuddy here says, Next AEW champ, lol. Swerve has had about two important wins since the beginning of AEW. He's the guy that Tony used to get his true favorites over. Hangman is definitely going to get his win back, and this will age like milk. I don't have faith in TK. To be honest, a lot of Dynamite and Collision could use fresher faces, and I know you'll disagree with this because you are the target demo, and it's mostly tailor-made for your preferences, but people like Darby OC, the Blackpool Combat Club, and Bullet Club Gold could use time off TV. I mean... I'll push back a little bit on the idea that uh, Target Demo mostly made for you and all that stuff because I was watching this show and I saw Lance Archer come out and I was like, hang on, where have you been? Why couldn't you be in the main, the main title picture? You're great. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot that I, I agree with everything you said about there being fresher faces. And, you know, I always agree with, with an off season and someone going away for a bit and then coming back. So, um, yeah. I, I, but but the, the, the interesting thing with this is you kind of... Uh, talk yourself into a corner a little bit when you're saying we need fresher faces we need fresher faces and here we are saying well here's a fresh face to make world champion yeah and you say no yeah so like it, they'll build it's not i'm not saying the put i'm sure you're not saying put the belt on him right now no or even maybe at uh winter is coming but you know if you if you build swerve correctly you're that i think that's your argument yeah exactly i think he has the potential to be the next aew world champion perception think, is nine tenths of the law or and, whatever and i think they have been setting that up for a little while yeah. now that he is that guy that is the contender there and like yeah to your point yeah your argument kid cutty is i want fresh faces but not that fresh face right yeah. and also like you've you've slightly undermined your own argument there because the people you've listed are the top merchandise sellers yeah so i don't think a, i i because you personally don't like them i don't think that's a good argument. I, I, like I to be to be clear, so it's so it's not just a pile on. I don't really vibe with Darby either, and we'll get to that when we get into a little bit later on in the show. So I understand not particularly vibing with a person's character. Mm. That's kind of part and parcel of watching a, a bit of scripted entertainment like this. Yeah. Um. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be on telly. Nick Corvello here says, in regards to the title topic of the live stream, the answer is a thousand times yes. Swerve should be the one to dethrone MJF. MJF correctly upgraded his character and a more evil bastard needed to take his place. Swerve is sadistic enough to take it. That, um, this is one of the things with AR Fox that I found so, so confusing and frustrating and I felt like I'd uh, fallen asleep and missed about a month because I still think about that... Uh, invasion of nick wayne's home they bungled that something fierce it was incredible it was such an, a visceral uncomfortable brutal to the point where i'm like oh don't put that on telly that's like vicious stuff but it made swerve look like that exactly sadistic evil character and then kind of i guess not their own fault in, in every single way <laughs> yeah it's like I, well i also think that they didn't need to get ar fox out of mogul embassy because what they essentially did then was just like three months worth of angles in one segment and yes. it was like and that's where i mean they bungled it right that angle itself was incredible the same way that i thought the home invasion angle they did with uh, with hangman mm. was 
incredible. Yeah. It was genuinely unsettling, and I loved it. That's what we. That's what you kind of get out of Swerve. But yeah. I do agree. I think the, the handling of the the split of AR Fox that was so bungled going into mm. All In. But it's that stuff, though, isn't it? That that all of those examples are reasons why we're having this conversation. Yeah, because he's got it. Spectre here says, "I firmly believe that Cole should be MJF until the Swerve Hangman match. Now I'm one thousand percent behind Swerve becoming the next AEW champion. He's got the mic skills. He has great matches, but most importantly, he has." it he's a build around guy i also when we were talking about it thought about cole being the one to take mjf off you've got that storyline mm. built in you've been doing such a brilliant job with it but then i thought to myself about how that was supposed to be a very quick story wasn't it and then it just did so well that they kind of kept it going and i've spoken about how in particular with aw there's been for my money a lack of ability to roll with the punches and and um, book on the fly and okay I can't quite do that so I'll find a way to, to do this instead and we'll make good there's no reason that you can't do the MJF Cole combustion at a later date with a different story it doesn't have to be for this title right here mm. like you can keep that on the burner unless MJF signs with WWE in which case you probably can't do it but I don't yeah. see that happening no. currently um, I think he's re-signed probably but point being that shouldn't be a reason to not put the belt on Swerve just yet. You you just have to adapt how you're going to tell that story. It's plan A, plan B, plan B. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I hear what you're I'm gonna saying. I'm going to give up. <laughs> on that note, actually, uh, there was some news that came out just before we came on air. Uh, but oh. Saray, who was oh, yes, rumored to yes. be re-signing uh, with, uh, with WWE has turned them down which is the first of the endeavor like acquisitions that has not worked out mm. um as they were working to bring her in but instead she is signed with Sukaban um and as a member of the cherry bomb girls i mean look that's a great example of the healthy wrestling industry working absolutely it is yeah so i thought that was really interesting yeah because that i thought was like because uh, Sean Rossat reported almost like yesterday, in fact, I know because I'd covered it in the news, mm. that they were working on bringing her in. And less yeah. than 24 hours later, it's like, no, deal didn't happen. Deal she, didn't cho happen. she chose to go elsewhere. But you're right, that is, that's the healthy wrestling world. Yeah, and the and the idea of being, especially in the women's division, it's one of those things that people are like, oh, Mercedes Monet has to sign for AW. And it's like, well, is she going to be utilized in the best way? If, if, if part of, and I'm, not, I'm using part of, specifically part of her reasons for leaving WWE were... Uh, creatives, a lack of a lack of respect for the divisions and all the rest. Why would you sign up for a company where there's one women's match a week? Like, that's what it, I I don't think it's the right move for us. It's this idea though that there are that it, it's very Western centric, you know, and, and I'm I'm guilty of it as much as anybody. A very Western centric idea of of uh, you could make a killing in Japan, but you might as well sign with WWE. What opportunity for you, kind of thing. But if Saray is having a great time over in Japan, uh, in you know, uh, all the and then, then they Joshi's a massively respected like kind of thing over there um why why not you know i um i think i thought about this on yesterday's show i think banks is going back really yeah really yeah i think banks is going back to wwe <laughs> um it was off the, off the Kyrie return <laughs> and well, i was like bailey's gonna need a new friend and I was just thinking oh, about that. Don't do that to and me. And I was just thinking about, I was like, oh yeah, you know, that's a, we've got a really interesting story here with, you know, Bailey. She mm. was genuinely EO's biggest fan, and then she needs to, you know, she's gonna need some backup. And then 
Melton reported in the newsletter, and it's just saying that just I just thought about it again, which is that like, oh yeah, Bushi Road, uh, who's the owners of New Japan and Stardom, have no plans for Monet when she's back and healthy. Mm. And I was like, that's weird, because they did have a plan last month. She was going to face Julia for mm. the New Japan Strong title, the, the belt that was made for uh, Monet to win. Mm. I was like, so isn't that curious mm. that they that did is- that they did have plans for her last month, and now they have no plans for her, despite the fact that. The plan is there because Julia still has the belt. Do you know what that is, Luke? Critical thinking skills. <laughs> That's you reading between the lines and looking at the big picture. And we don't all do that very often. No. But um, to kind of be, to kind of put us on track with AEW stuff, because I you will otherwise distract me and I'll go off down a, a Mercedes Monet hole. Mm. Um, the 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 AEW version of that is Osprey, right? Where yeah. like they showed him exactly how he would be treated if he were to sign with AEW. Like, the health of wrestling all over, if you want to sign your person, you can just show them off, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. And also, as well, if you're a wrestler, you want to play each side off against each other. Yes! Like, because... Damn yes, you should! Because I, And I bring this one up a lot. This is what Randy Orton did. Yeah! In 2019, Randy Orton's contract was coming up. So do you know what he did? He played both sides off each other. He went to Tony Khan and he negotiated a deal to go to All Elite Wrestling. He was teasing it on social media. He was doing everything he could to make WWE think, I'm going to leave Mm. for your competition that hasn't even started yet. All the while, most likely thinking, I'm just going to re-sign with AEW. I'm going to re-sign with WWE anyway. But got a much better payday yeah. because he negotiated with the other side. Didn't Copeland do that as well? Yeah, Copeland was doing it. In it was 2019? Like, yeah, just looking for the best deal possible. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then it turned out this one was the best deal possible creatively for yeah. him. Something more interesting. Go, go and have fun with Uncle Jay. So um, yeah, so it's like, it's that's what you should be doing. And that's, and that's what Will is doing as well. Like mm. Will reposting WWE's Twitter account after Seth Rollins has retained the title belt with two eye emojis. Yeah. Like, that's a smart thing to do by Bill, just to be like, yeah, I could go here. What are you going to offer me? <laughs> did it make me drool a little bit? Yes, it did. But then it would make me drool if he signed with AEW and, and did a, a more serious run. Like, yeah. you know. But anyway, back to uh, Collision. Uh, we'll get to the rest of your Stark remarks. Uh, we were talking about Saray. How do we get a Saray? What, what? I just brought it because it was a bit of breaking news. Because it was interesting. Gotcha. Yes, it was interesting. Speaking of interesting, we are going to be at the Long R Pub and Brewery. How's that for a segue? Hang on, are we voiceovering this? We are voiceovering this one, yeah. Oh, how exciting. Yes. Uh, we are going to be at the Long R Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch in London at the end of this month for WWE Survivor Series. It is a lock-in at the pub. We're going to be doing another live edition of No Holds Board. We're going to be doing our live reactions from the pub so you get to be part of the WrestleTalk Live experience. Experience. This is the best way to watch and enjoy wrestling pay-per-views. It's the most fun I've ever had watching wrestling pay-per-views, and you can have fun with us. Look at all these fine folks having a fun time. Don't you want to be part of that? Every time I see this video, and every time I do one of these, I just want to do them again. Mm. And we're on for a big run of them as well, because if this Survivor Series one works, we've got the Rumble. We've got Elimination Chamber, which will be in Australia. At a good time of the day. Yeah, so it will start at 10 a.m. for us. Even better. (laughs) Nine with the pre-show. And then it's two nights of WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. and then Backlash is the rumor Paris show. Yeah, I'd like to be at that one. I want to go for a little Parisian jaw. Well, uh, me and Ollie were also talking about that, but that would mean we'd have to go to Paris, and I don't want to do that. I love Paris. Paris, Paris is an absolute sh. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. It's disgusting. Beautiful. And it's absolutely gross. That video needs updating. There's too many shots of Tempest holding my belt in there. We are getting a new one. In fact, editor Adam Whitney is currently working on the new version of it. Thank you. 
we had new b-roll shot while we were at our last event. i saw it um and yes sorry mod mother i did swear but that's how much that's how passionate i feel about paris being a hole. no FTR came out to brawl with the Gates of Agony after the match, and LFI uh, and the Tag Team Champions also ran down. They also had a big brawl mm. uh, to set up, which is to there to promote the eight-man tag that's coming later on in the show. Uh, we've got a video promo for MJF versus Daniel Garcia, which is happening this Wednesday on Collision. And Dynamite. then on Dynamite, you're absolutely right. I really like this video, by the way. It was uh, really I, good. There was something that was said in it that got me a little uh, interesting note, which was this whole thing of, am I getting a pro wrestler or a sports entertainer? Which is quite interesting when you consider AEW as a whole. Because I, 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 it certainly leaned in more to the theatrical soap opera style, which for some people is a massive turn-off. Um, but for others, is, is a big sort of ticket in the thing. And, I, and, I, and it's also a conversation that we have all the time about serious versus fun wrestlers mm. and can I take this person seriously? Um, and there's like Kobe, for instance, is a prime example. Like with JR being like, well, you do all your pancakes, I can't take you seriously as a world champion. But I, I mean, it's all about perception. Like Some wrestlers can manage it. Mm. Cat Angle. Kurt yeah, Angle was yeah. was a goofy. He, goofy. he was goofy at Kurt for a long while. Was goofy Kurt like in that first year was goofy Kurt, but he also won the world title in that first year because he backs it up in the ring, and all of a sudden you can take him seriously. That's Gerald Briscoe's argument. Yeah, was just like because Triple H didn't think that Kurt should be the champion, and like Triple H shut down the 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 the, um, the Stephanie angle because he said it. He didn't think it was believable that Stephanie would find Kurt attractive, and he didn't think that Kurt Angle should be the world champion. And Gerald Briscoe's argument was like, well, could you beat him in a real fight? And Triple O was like, no. And he's like, well, then he gets to be the champion. Yeah. Because yeah. like he's a he makes you believe. Yeah, sure, he's goofy and he does his little goofy promos and stuff. But when he, the bell rings, oh, you better believe it's on. And I think MJF is kind of another example of this, where he's able to pull off wearing a Sizzami shirt while doing this incredibly intense promo That's that it. makes me want to see his fight this yeah. week. Yeah, he cut a hell of a promo here, and I love Bullet Club Gold's return promo as well. Yeah. They're just, I just, I'm really into JY at the moment. Just put the belt back on Max. I agree. Uh, Lexi interviews um, uh, Dan, Yep, uh, Kip Sabian, <laughs> uh, basically to set up the, the Mark Briscoe match. They, they challenged him for a six-man today uh, with Mark can find two friends that are as ugly as he is. <laughs> Uh, that led to the Kingdom versus the Crucible. I properly laughed when Roderick Strong came out and went, Dasha! Yeah. Dasha! It really made me laugh. And they said that no one is taking neck health seriously and no one is taking them seriously. So now you'll get to see how important neck health is and how important the Kingdom are. And so they won quickly. And afterwards, Roderick Strong got in the ring and attacked them as well and then continued to feign his injury. And McGuinness said, and quote, battling through the pain so brave he is the mvp <laughs> uh, just a simple video promo for christian cage why not this is what we were talking about on uh, uh last week's raw mm. i just i like these yeah i like video promos like this mm. it just gets you over to a, a potentially new audience who are watching for the first time it's yeah. like here is this character and here's why you should you know why you should listen to them the next time they're on screen or it makes you excited for the next time if you know them already it makes you excited to see them again yeah they work Lexi- unless you're talking about fairies <laughs> Lexi interviewed Mark Briscoe about who his partners might be. FTR walk. I'm like, hey man, we'll we'll, we'll be your partners. Mm. And Mark very you know politely was like, I really appreciate that, but you've already got your match tonight. You're you're a bit busy elsewhere, and I've got two other people in mind anyway. This 
I don't know if it was on purpose fully, but this kind of was an extra element to what became a show long story of FTR getting fobbed off because they tried to shake uh, LFI's hands and LFI bailed out of the rings and just did their sort of salute. This was uh, Briscoe saying, oh, thanks, but no thanks. I don't really need you. And later on in the show, when we get to the main event, there was a little bit there as well. But it was kind of interesting how at the end of their match last week, I can't remember exactly what Kevin Kelly said, but it was something along the lines of, that's it for FTR. Mm-hmm. That they're never they're never out another go. Like it was it was a full on you're out job done F top guys out kind of thing. So it's kind of interesting to me whether it was on purpose or not for the show that we've seen a few times on this episode FTR getting bobbed off. I hadn't thought of it that way because I thought I read it as a very much a friendly thing. I was like it I, was and it was, but it was one of the things it, Bailey's defense of Eo Sky. Yeah, she is always trying to do it for the right reasons. But it is not being mm. seen by Sky as those reasons. You could FTR could read this as being fobbed off, particularly because they do get fobbed off yeah. on purpose by LFI later. And also, uh, it was the, the the books didn't shake their hands at, at all in, and that never really went anywhere. But there was something interesting about it just happening a few times in this show. Mm. Up next, we had it's great to have Mark back on TV. Yes. Up next, we had Lance Archer versus Darby Allen with the return of Jake the Snake Roberts as well. And hey, do you know those Darby matches where the big lad just beats him up? That's one of these, mm. and I and I had a grand old time with it. Um, they had this moment when um, Lance choke slammed Darby onto the apron. And it was gross. Yes. Um, Darby managed to hit a sunset powerbomb to get a surprise win. Putting up the arch kicked out at 3.5. Because this was a, a dominating arch performance. But this is like, this is what you do with Darby Allen going up against the bigger lads. It's just him ragdolling around. And I, it's funny because you're like, you're not alone on your, you're not getting, because Ollie doesn't really get on with Darby Allen either. Darby's like one of my guys. Like I'm a big Darby. I'm Mark. not surprised by that. You're a hot topic boy as well. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Yeah, you know, I was, a, <laughs> I was a Jeff Hardy mark when I was a teenager as well. We've heard the stories about your backyard wrestling. Oh, like it's, uh, <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. I uh, I had a good time with this. Uh, I don't think the finish was particularly strong, uh, particularly then because you did the angle afterwards with this brand new faction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this would have been more effective if Lance had. Uh, done a squash match and then you'd had jake bring out the righteous to be like i've got myself a new group and he brings out you know the righteous forwards to zero reaction yeah and then like you know the righteous and archer could beat down whoever it is in the ring i think darby was the wrong choice here i do i agree with you there um not least because my first note that i wrote down was lance archer why is he not a major star in aw i think he's got a look and the style and i think he's great um that, and there was a release suplex on the ramp that was absolutely vicious. That wasn't the same one as your one. There were mm. several moments in this match where it was fully just Darby being a you know, bump town Tennessee. I thought this was a mistake, personally. I think you've summed up very well that it should have been someone other than Darby because your Darby is, you know, doesn't work for me, um, but is over with. You see Darby face paint in the crowd all the time. And also, he's got the match at the pay-per-view, so you don't want to be having Darby taking L's. Yeah. So it it doesn't really make it... So really, Darby had to win this match. Yeah. But I don't think that makes your new act look particularly good. And the whole match was Lance being incredibly powerful, incredibly mm-hmm. dominant, and yeah. then suddenly there's a quick comeback spot. Also, is Jake Roberts stupid? Like, the ref was right there, and he gets himself ejected by there was a we- it was weird yeah they're trying to cover that up on commentary by being like he got caught on purpose because he always has another plan up his sleeve jake the, the exact quote was jake did that to give lance more time so he didn't have to take a count out victory and i simply wrote come on because <laughs> no um it it was a bit of nonsense choice and i think you are so right 
Darby was not the one for this. Darby match. was not the right guy for this yeah. match. Um, and yeah, there's a new act. Jake Roberts brought out the Righteous, uh, Vincent and Dutch afterwards. So it's them and Lance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can. I'll, I'll see where it goes. But I've kind of, you know, a, a lot like the women's division with AEW. I've, I've for the last four years, I've been sort of waiting for the Jake and uh, Lance thing to take off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm sort of past the point of being optimistic uh, about about that. that. Mm. Uh, Lexi backstage interviewed Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. And Chris was there sort of, you know, hey, Sky, we didn't really know where your allegiances stood, but we uh, appreciate what you did. And Sky was like, I didn't do it for you. I did it because Willow's always got my back. And Statlander was like, yeah, I mean, I have her back too. And she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, great. Uh, This was an exact copy and paste of last week. Like, not necessarily in in performance which i quite enjoyed and i like the the continuation of which side is willow on or whatever with this with this misting extravaganza but it was shot and then sky blue left the frame and that was exactly the same thing that happened last week if i was a betting man i would say this was recorded last week probably yeah uh lexi also interviewed alex abrahantes uh which set up a match between swerve and penta for dynamite Yes, please. <laughs> That's going to be nice. When they put this graphic up and they sort of advertise, you know, a bunch of matches that are happening this week on Dynamite because it's uh, MJF versus Danny Garcia and it is uh, J-U- uh, it's Swerve versus uh, Penta. It's Keith Lee versus Samoa Joe. And a lot of people read was like, this is what this company does well. Like, why don't we just do this all the time? This is your strength. Like, let's just do this all the time. Mm. And I, I, they're absolutely right. Because this is the this is AEW's strength. It's just putting on killer matches on TV. So, yeah, let's do more of that. I think you need to have a little story element in there as well. I think you can have both, personally. Yeah, but you can also have stories within killer matches. Yes, I agree like, with that. Like, yeah. I, I don't, the two aren't mutually excu- no. exclusive. Yeah. I don't know if I love this, though. Uh, the acclaimed 69-day title celebration, it was long. Um, it's great. If you think that 69 is funny, <laughs> then I'm sure you had a great time. Billy Gunn certainly had a good time here. Oh, he was living. He just at one point just like, oh, I'm just going to take the mic and I'm just going to say some things. Like going back to his old DX days of just like, oh, I think we could just say whatever the, the heckins we want. Um, the best thing on this was uh, Bowens and Billy Gunn got Max Caster a present for their 69-day celebration. And it was an, a video promo from MJF. And MJF said in that, that thank you for taking the bullet for me on Dynamite. I am really starting to respect you. I didn't want to tag with you at first, but I am starting to respect you. And you know, my good friend Adam Cole told me recently there's this mythical idea of having more than one friend and i didn't really believe him but i'm starting to see what he means now so i i don't love the acclaimed like everyone else but maybe i'm starting to like the acclaimed and the crowd were like yay and that's when the segment ended (laughs) or rather that's when it should have ended because what happened after that was dalton castle and the boys came out dalton castle is great then they brawled, and they had a match, and the acclaimed won. Yeah, this was an absolute mess. This was this was uh, nonsense so bad it befits Vince McMahon. Like this was this was stupid. Like I got a bit cross at it in the end because I started off quite enjoying myself. I wrote this is cheap, poor old humor, and I love it. I quite I I I sixty nine was funny in like two thousand fifteen or whatever. Yeah, 
I'm still giggling at them giggling at I, it. I, I still do it now. If someone yeah. says six nine, you say nice. nice. Uh, Max Castro at one point said this holiday is very special, and like I, re- I laughed out loud at the idea of it being a holiday, the six because mm-hmm. it's the sixty nine days. So they, I mean, they've got charisma. They they really tickle me. And then Dalton Castle came out dressed as Heidi Klum, and I was thrilled about it. Do you see Heidi Klum's Halloween costume this year? No. It was a she was a peacock, and her husband was the peacock's egg, and it was hilarious. Um, it went. It was a viral moment. Oh. Like, it's very big in the pop culture that's why i'm here okay um but I'm, I'm sure it was things that matter you like halloween yeah but that was, was it a halloween party Hattie Clummer has a halloween party every year does she, she? Does a, yeah yeah and she does a massive like big costume and it's always a pop culture moment she went as a worm once oh that is that what that yeah, was? yeah, yeah i yeah, saw yeah. a lot of people talking about that worm thing last year but i yeah. never paid much uh high to it this year she was a peacock and her feathers were cirque du soleil performers and what on her yeah 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 like they were all doing a performance, and then and then she sort of came in, and then she, they were the wings, and then she was the big peacock bit. So when so she had on her outfit Cirque du Soleil performers. They formed a part of her outfit. Oh, okay. Heidi Klum, peacock, and when I show you, when you see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, Dalton Castle, because. Oh yeah, Don Do Castle. See? There yeah. it is. There it is for those at home. Yep. There we, there we are. Dalton I, Castle. I get it. Yeah. So I enjoyed that part. Uh, I always enjoy Dalton Castle coming out. But then suddenly they're in a match with a title on the line, and it's only to Tony Schiavone saying they've accepted the quote sixty nine day challenge, which simply wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing. They came out to have a celebration during which time uh, Billy Gunn talked about sixty nine everyone in the arena, which was funny and. Then um, Bowens is like, okay, it's time for us to go now. We've finished. Our segment's over. We've literally run out of time. So there was no open challenge. Um, if you're going to do this, why not actively make them come out and say, we're thrilled about our 69-day challenge. Absolutely. Think, Let's have an open challenge. Then later on in the match, Beginners explains it by saying that they've got an open challenge contract. And I was like, what bollocks is this? Like, this is just, Oh, this they is... have had that for a while. Right. Well, I know House of Black did that. They had the open yeah. situation. Havoc claimed that yes. he said that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't get that with this. This was so the idea of it. Then it's not like something they keep up on TV regularly, which is fair. So keep up on TV regularly. Yeah. Then in that case, um, and then Kevin Kelly talks about the the number of defenses, and this is the stock where we're treating championships now, which has massive pros to it, like we saw it with the international championship. Uh, but the trios division is one where I'm like, there's not. I don't see a division so much. Do no, you know what I mean? No. So, but you could build a program with the boys in Dolan Castle if you wanted to. You could, but these, much like the New Japan Strong Women's title, this was built for the elite. Yeah. And really, once the elite went out after the um, uh, the brawl out situation, mm-hmm. you could see that they didn't really have many other plans for these belts outside of the elite. Yeah. And now the elite don't have them. It's like, ah, well, ah, you guys have got them. And then, ah, I guess you guys can have them. And that's a shame for me. Because I think they're, they're quite entertaining. I think it's fun. I think there's something you could do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought this the booking of this and the, the fact that it just sort of happened and it was like, oh, Tony's made it backstage. It all was a bit... It's the stuff that we give WWE nonsense for yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I think we should hold AW to a higher standard than this. Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm never of the... If this were WWE, you'd, you'd, you'd yeah. hate it and stuff. But this was just bad. Oh, because the, the shades are great in that. Like, I'm yeah. not there either. Yeah. But it is one of those things where it's like... Uh, especially with WWE being so much better than it used to be now, I hold it to a higher standard mm. than, this, than this, I did 2019. This, yeah, this was just bad. This was just a bad. This was, this was just a well, I, a bad. It was a mess. Yeah, I think it was a mess of a segment. The, the thing that actually did make me laugh in this though is when the brawl happened. Anthony Bowen just went outside and yelled at commentary, "What is happening?" <laughs> and they were like, "I, like I don't Anthony know Bowen's. either." 
Yeah. But it wasn't very good. Uh, the acclaimed one. We're now back into the bit of the show that I really enjoyed. Lexi interviewed Andrade, who said that he's going to give his answer to CJ Perry face to face. I want to see them as a tandem against Miro. Yeah. I want that. Uh, and then we had the work horsemen of Dan Layton and uh, the other lads against Mark Briscoe and his two partners, Dustin Rhodes and <laughs> Keith Lee. Very happy to see Keith Lee on TV. And the good guys got the one when Mark hit the froggy bow. Keith Lee, in particular, was great. Just very happy to see Dustin Rhodes on TV as well. We yeah. all know how, what a goldest mark I am. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it too. It did the job for me. Great triple team offense from the heels at the beginning. Yeah. And great time. Speaking of great matches announced for Dynamite, we're getting Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Yeah. Yes, please. I'll take that. Go on then. Loved that a lot. Uh, and then we had Emmy Sakura versus Willow Nightingale, who had a uh, a fine little match. Mm. During this, they also announced that Red Velvet is making a return to the ring on Wednesday, uh, going up against Julia Hart. Uh, Emmy Sakura and Willow Nightingale looked like tag partners. Their gear was so similar. Yeah. In terms it was. of in terms of the color scheme. Uh, but the match got really good by the end, uh, and Willow won with the Doctor Bomb. But ultimately, it meant nothing. And even with the picture-in-picture, picture, it did feel like it had a decent bit of time to it. I don't know if that was just my perception of it in the moment, but it felt like it was a good match. It was really hard-hitting. They kept talking, putting over the uh, NJPW Strong Women's title, and, and I kind of saw that kind of more vicious side of this match between the two of them. Really liked it. So yeah, I enjoyed the match. And there was a graphic of uh, the show currently being hosted by John Cena and Nicole Byer. So John Cena has been on AEW television. You've been asking him what's next. John Cena to AEW all confirmed? Yeah, he well, they did this on um, on Dynamite as well. Yeah. And then like saying it's John weird, Cena it? by name. It's weird. It's weird. It was like when John Cena said Taz on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> I was it like, was like oh, it was oh, weird. I like oh, it. Really. Yeah. Um, are you looking for the timing? Yes, I'm just going to get a few now. Emmy Cheers, Will and Ten minutes. Ten minutes. See, that's, that's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Take away three for picture in picture. Is that fixed? No. Wouldn't say that's that's you oh, know still oh, okay. still the one women's match of the card. Right, right here. Ultimately, it meant nothing. But yeah, but it was good. Do you know what I would have done? I probably would have done this match uh, before you did Nightingale challenging for the title. Because they, so they had Nightingale last week, you know, on Rampage, lose a four-way match to mm. get a shot at the belt because uh, Abaddon won that. Yes. And then Abaddon beat, well, Sheeta beat Abaddon on yep. Collision. And then on Dynamite, it was Sheeta versus Willow. And I'm like, well, why is Willow getting a title shot? She just lost a four-way to win yeah. a title shot. Hey, if you'd have done this match, mm -hmm. then done the title match, at least you could have said... Well, she did get a win, yeah, and that set her up for a title match. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But that requires a little bit of thought. Uh, then we had Samoa Joe cutting a promo about being the longest reigning ROH TV champion, and also that he's not heard back yet from MJF. Mm. But MJF, I would advise you to call me back. I think Ollie Davis is right. I think he's going to be the tag partner for MJF in the ROH tag title match at um, Full Gear. Ooh. That's fun. Which is really, really that's nice. That's fun. Um, and that's where Keith Lee walked up to get a shot at Samoa Joe. Yes, please. That was the third time on the show that I wrote, yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> Quite happily. And this led to our main events of Ricky Starks and Big Bill in the Gates of Agony versus FTR and LFI. Roosh is so, 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 so great. Oh, God, he looked great, didn't he? Yeah, I love Roosh. 
the man's awesome. Yeah, he's just he's just wonderful. The 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 running into the corner to do the the drop kick, but then stop, fake out, and then I'll just kick you in the face. I was like, oh, you're great. And then just did a little roll through. Yeah, tranquilo pose. Yeah, so so cool. I really actually enjoyed um, Roosh and Dax doing the big rig. Like, you mm. know, it's like, oh, man, the, the two teams are working together. This is so awesome. Like, this is what you want from eight-man tag match. Yeah. Like, so it's just t- four tag teams doing things. Everyone gets in. Everyone does big moves. Everyone does dives. This is what you want from an eight-man tag TV main mm-hmm. event. And I had a wonderful, wonderful time with it. And despite the fact that, yeah, Dax and Roosh did work together in that moment, Roosh got the win, but they did not shake hands with FTR after the match. Mm. I mean, this has been a, a thing brewing for a little while. Roosh has been on the show uh, just in various, like, you know, pre-recorded segments and mm-hmm. this, the story that they've been telling. And then this is, this is really their first proper appearance, certainly in ring appearance on Collision. Am I wrong in that? Have I missed one? Um, they, they, were, they ran in last week. They ran they, in, they, but they, they didn't. Save. Yeah, they didn't have, have any. So this is your first reminder of what this faction is and, and who Roosh is. And it was amazing. Yeah, it was wicked. It was so good. Like, I instantly was like, oh, I can't wait for more from you. I love this. And then to have them go and stand on their own, it would have been a little bit cheap, I think, for them to do that kind of partnership with um, FTR because it would have undone some of that we are a faction that stand on our own two feet kind of thing. Mm. It looked powerful. And then, yeah, when uh, the BCC do come down, as uh, we, have, we haven't done that before, not yet, but no. But, but like, so, but then, but them not shaking the hands of FTR for me was a real statement of intent for who LFI are. Yeah, I loved it. They don't really have friendships. Nope. They will have like partnerships that might get them extra things. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, they had a match where they got to beat up the tag team champions and establish themselves within that tag team picture. But they're not here to be friends with FTR. And even them. It's Roosh. Like, the, the person I'm thinking about at the end of this match is Roosh. He was the of guy that... Eight. This, this is the guy of All Eight in the Ring. Him and Starks were the people they were putting over the most uh, within this. Starks had his, his rocky moment where he got mm. to go out to the, the commentary team, put the headset on, and do commentary. <sighs> yeah. Basically putting over how much he really likes Big Bill and what a great friend he is. Then the second the Big Bill takes moves, he's like, oh no! Throws his headset down, runs up to get the tag. But that was really, really great. But yeah, afterwards, House of Black cut a promo on the screen, and it was not just a threatening message, because when the lights came back up, they were in the ring! And then the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio and Yuta ran down to make the save, with Malachi Black escaping the swing. Yeah. Uh, And at the end, they shook FTR's hands. That was the completion of my little story. Yeah. Uh, My show-long story about FTR getting or not getting getting respect. Fobbed off. I'm so curious whether that was on purpose or not, because it's a really interesting little thread, and Mm. I would like them to pull it. Um, So BCC are now in face mode. Yeah, well, they they are uh, Michael Oku's least favorite term. They are tweeners. It's also Dan Lane's. That's the one thing me and Michael Oku agree on. They are they're the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. They are neither heel nor face. They're the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> the grand old Duke of York was in my head. I was like, how do I make a song out yeah. of this? It's like you know, Steve Austin mm. was neither face nor heel. He was right. Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, and I feel that's where the Blackpool Combat Club are. I disagree with you on that because it's he's it's anti-hero versus neither face nor heel. He was objectively a baby face. Like he was the he was the everyman. Mm. That that there was no neither face nor heel part of it for me with Steve Austin. Um, this one feels more circumstantial than that, and I don't know if that works for me. But um, I, but what does work for me is seeing them fight really good wrestlers. <laughs> so I don't care. Um, yeah, and that was the show. 
Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's all right. It was, it was totally fine. It's a good yeah. show. A, a, a good little three out of five show. I had a, a fun old time with it. Some very good wrestling. I particularly enjoyed Swerve and AR Fox. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with that main event as well. Um, and yeah, I'm I, I'm really stoked for Dynamite because they, they announced a, mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of things for Dynamite. Uh, yeah. Five, five matches I'm really excited for. So big thumbs up for, from me on that one. We've got our poll going as well, so if you want to give your thoughts on this episode of Collision, please do press the thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle while we shout out our Patreon backers, our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash restore to get access to loads of cool, cool bonus content. Uncut Survival Series went up today from the, the most previous episode where we had to name every WWE champion again. Uh, you've also got uncut versions of No Holds Board going up there. Exclusive podcasts like myself and Pete Quinnell reviewing Halloween Havoc 97, where we had a grand old time doing that. And there's also uh, the Behind the Scenes podcast. There is the Mailbag podcast. And there is also After Dark, which is really, really good. That's a good fun show. We like that one. Um, and if you are one of our $25 and above patrons... Oh, actually, do you know what? Should we go through what the suggestions are? Oh, yes, please. For the for next... Extra. For the next WrestleTalk Extra. I'm always curious to see what's being nominated because it is the month of November, so you would expect a lot of Survivor Series. And for those who haven't done WrestleTalk Extra or who, who are considering hovering over the, the subscribe button, it is this brilliant deep dive into a classic pay-per-view, not just in terms of what happened on the show, but everything that was going on around it, everything that was going into it. It's well fun. It's, it's great. And currently winning the poll is Survivor Series 2014. Is that Sting's return? That's, a debut? That's the, the, the good Survivor Series match. <laughs> it's the good Survivor Series match. It's the match where everyone thought, oh man, this is going to be a huge push for Dolph. And it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, match? Which I, Dolph match was that? I love that match yeah love love that match so so much uh so yeah if you are one of our 25 dollar and above patreon pledge hammers you get your name read out on the show like these fine folks the hundred dollar man cd horver the posh squash that loves to mosh josh martin double l liam leonard have an argy bargy margy pargy the matt man matthew allen Abominable Michael Abbott. Superkick Nick Mazesco. Ryan Disco Stewart. Thomas the Prize Hooker Solazano. When there's a Will, there's a Will Campbell. The Machine Gun Alex Anderson. And the Roller Coaster Robert Acosta. Lovely stuff. Thank you all so much for your wonderful backing on Patreon. Heading into the rest of your uh, Stark remarks now. And Anson Reinhardt, who's been a member for nine months in a row, says, Not right now, but if it's built towards the end of the year and the beginning of next, I would love to see Derby beat MJF at Revolution. Interesting. Because they have obviously got a lot of history together. Mm -hmm. Loved the feud that they had uh, last year. Um, I mean, two years ago, based around the idea of MGF beating him with a headlock takeover. Mm. I can beat you with a simple wrestling move because you're just a big stunt man. 
I'm going to beat you with a wrestling move. And then he did, obviously with the dynamite ring and everything. But on dynamite, like he went up to his locker room and he was looking for friends. He was in desperate need of tag partners. And even then he just took it down right emo bitch. (laughs) Doesn't like him. Even when he's being a baby face, even when he's trying to be, he's trying to find friends. Sometimes you just don't vibe with people. Sometimes you don't vibe with people and he doesn't vibe with him. So I actually, I want to see that match. I want to see them have a match again because they also had a great match. Yeah. And we have the results of our Swerve poll. Is Swerve the next AEW world champion? Yes. 58% of the votes. That's that's quite close. Mm. It's, a, it's a win. Yeah. But it's quite close. Uh, EJO says, G'day, EW. Collision this week did a better job of selling stories through recaps and video packages. Still too much time wasted on predictable matches. And always and as always, the one match, one promo limit for the women's division is bollocks. Ham that ham. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mind predictable matches. No. They serve a purpose. The, uh, uh, um, what do I want to say? Um, predictable matches does the job. I think sometimes it, it is, as you say, serve a purpose. And too many of them on one show can feel a bit like, why should I stay watching? But that's how you balance it out. Mm-hmm. Balance it out with other sides. And I think they did. And Jordan here says, with all the negotiations in 2024 and MGF having the bidding war 2024, I think it would be epic if he announces his re-signing after a big show, not Paul White's, only for Will Ospreay to come out and announce that he signed and he will be the face of the company. I mean, World End, uh, this idea of AEW going into a new era, basically saying, we, we re-signed the Elite already, so our, our mainstays, our big... Our big you know the, the central letter of our name is saying here are the two big faces to take us into this next phase of aw will Ospreay mjf it would be quite a statement mm-hmm. uh, i really do think it is yeah I, i'm so curious because obviously the, the the bidding war 2024 story that they were doing was when mjf was a heel but mm. now he's a baby face how do you do that story but that's the, the kind of the coolness of mjf and like he's what another one of those guys that he is a baby face, but really he's still just MJF. Like mm. he is just not heel MJF, but he is just like the character hasn't changed at all. Mm. And Bizarro Big L says, um, I have a hard disagreement with you guys who say the show is lacking stories. Swerve is on a killer run and now fighting his former Lucha Underground rivals. I think MJF is picking Caster over Joe for full gear. That's a good shout. Two, uh, the Max is helping, and also Danhausen is back. <laughs> Um, I don't think I said it's lacking. No, the, you, you added a you guys with guys who say people, oh, people right. who say the show is lacking stories. I I didn't say it was lacking stories so much as there was an, an element of you can't just book dream matches and then move on. This is the build conversation that I've I've made your ears bleed with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for instance, Swerve's on a killer run and now fighting his former Lucha Underground rivals is great. But you can't rely on everyone having watched Lucha Underground. Mm. You can't rely on being the elite. You can't rely on uh, watching ROH, watching out Dark Elevation, all those things. So um, there's there's a there's a level of there is a level of spoon feeding that needs to be done. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's the, it's sort of the weird place that AEW sort of finds itself within, and has done since it opened as well, which is that it is a promotion for the hardcore, hardcore. wrestling fans. Yeah. But also, when they do things that are for the hardcore wrestling fans, people are like, you're appealing to the hardcore wrestling fans. Like, well, that's what the promotion was there for. That's what hardcore wrestling fans were mm. asking for. Yeah. 
so then yeah you have moments like this where people the criticism goes like well i didn't watch that or i don't know about that it's why i was thinking of tvs like you've got room to promote these things and talk mm-hmm. about these things use video packages like, use video packages city now because you've got the ring of honor <laughs> library yeah um, and you've got the relationship with new japan yeah you and because of new japan you can then have stuff with uh, cmll and you've got triple a mm-hmm. you've also then got rev pro here mm-hmm. in the uk so you can use some stuff from there so like if you wanted to build a big video package for will osprey there's lots of places that you could speak to and call to yeah just put it you know pick up the phone and speak to ott and just get some of that you know will osprey from that will osprey gun uh, walter match that they had a couple of years ago which is like one of the best walter matches i've ever seen of course it is will osprey's in it but like it's that's the sort of magic that you can be able to put together mm-hmm. to create an incredible video package to promote yeah. someone yeah uh and matt i'm gonna truncate some of your down your ultra chat here because a lot of it is just the, the similar thing which is just uh do you think that tk is a hypocrite for signing rick flair um right. because tk had his tweets about um vince mcmahon and his um sexual misconduct allegations and then assigned rick flair who himself has got sexual misconduct allegations uh this is well i mean we've talked about this on the show um mm. multiple times already it's been talked about a lot on social media and yeah i wouldn't have done it yeah, I wouldn't have either. I think uh, it's uh, also Mike Tyson is around, convicted of of uh, rape. Um, so, uh, and and there was an element of Tony Khan and, like fully embracing him on the show as well. There's a trickiness to all of it. It's a it's a very delicate uh, area, especially when it comes to with Mike Tyson. There was a literal conviction. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, there's allegations, and and you you have to be very careful with those things. Um, it, it's it's avoidable. Uh, do I think that the the real true asset you need to tell Sting's retirement story here in AEW is Ric Flair? No, I don't. Is Ric Flair a draw for your young audience or you know whatever? No, I don't. Um, I I don't think it was necessary to bring this conversation into question. Um, but I'm not running the company, so I, I don't I don't see what value Flair adds to the show. Yeah, personally, I I don't. I don't think that Flair has added much to anything for. 15 years now yeah like he added nothing in any of his wwe returns like when he was doing the, all the stuff with charles and impregnating lacey evans yeah he has <laughs> God, <not> like <laughs> he added nothing when he was in tna and really he was only in tna because he needed the divorce money like mm. i think that the value of flair is no longer there there is a little bit of niceness that him and sting get to just have this you know moment together yeah that's a nice thing yes in the same way that when the undertaker retired in 2020 and you got to have like savio vega out with him and things like that, it's like that's a nice moment because they are part of the, the bone street crew and stuff like you know they they, they get to hang out together bsk for life and mm. whatnot so there's some niceness around that but it's not I don't think it adds enough value to the TV product for it to be worthwhile. Yeah. Particularly for a multi-year deal. I think he'll have a match. I think that match will be bad. I don't want to see that. Like, I don't, it's not even like a, I'll watch it through like this. I don't want to see it. Dude, you're like, what, what? how old is he now? 75? Well, yes. The argument is, and I get this from a business sense of an argument. Ric Flair's retirement match. Yeah was a massive pay-per-view success sure it was a huge huge pay-per-view success there is an argument made that he does that he is a draw he's an active draw and we will see from the television ratings of just like if you announce flair is going to be on a show what that means if you announce if they're going to do a show in like north carolina and they announce that flair's going to be on the show does that move tickets because in theory it does 
but we haven't actually seen that in practice yet as part of all elite wrestling. Mm. So I don't know what value is. There is a there's an there's a theory for him to add value to your business, but if I was in charge, I don't think I'd be doing it anyway because I don't think it adds enough value. I if you're looking at booking a show and you've got in the year of our Lord 2023 and you have the roster that AEW has and you're gonna bump someone for a 74-year-old Ric Flair. I think that's a massive miscalculation, personally. I mean, it'd probably been a match with Sting. So, sure. like, you know, it's you've, you've brought him in for nostalgia, and you may as well just do some nostalgia pops with it. I, yeah. It's, it's, it, again, it is not what I would no, do. No, I know. And I don't... And you're, th- and and you're, I, you're devil's advocating, and I, I get and that I'm, as I'm well. just being devil's avocado. It's not what I would do. <laughs> but, like, also, like, you can just see the reception that it got. And perhaps that's just within our little wrestling bubble. Like the the re- the reception that I that I saw it get, it's not good. I could I think there's just this this with, with the cloud of and because it was specifically referenced in the chat and because I have seen it spoken about a lot on social media with regards to allegations against Flair and against Vince and Tony using it in a in a tweet to get a burn on some fan or whatever, you know, saying it'd be the worst of his alleged misdeeds about Vince McMahon. That was the thing that instantly popped into my head when I saw this. I just picture and i'm sorry to once again push my feminist agenda (laughs) but i have a microphone and a responsibility to do so if you as tony khan are going to book a show and you're going to casually book a a women's four-way just to chuck a few women on the card and then move on but you're going to dedicate more time to rick flair on a show in 2023 i think that is a big big shame on top of that a lot of people in the wrestling industry are assholes. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is it is not I mean I'm the worst of them. It is not exclusive to Ric Flair, everyone. There are people on both of those rosters up and yeah. down the card with various allegations uh leveled against them. So yeah. It is you can't just fo- focus in on one and mm. be like, that's a problem because there's actually a much bigger problem. Yeah, it's it's not a reason to not address it. Yeah. To be clear. But um yeah. But yeah, I, I agree on that one. But that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you all so much for watching. If you've made it this far and haven't already, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumbs up as well and leave your comment down below with what you thought of this episode of Collision as I end the poll to find out what you thought of the show, which is way more positive than I was think- I thought it was going to be, which is... Do, 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 do. When it thinks about it. When it thinks when about it. it. Come on, YouTube. 72% thumbs up. Yeah. I'm re- I really thought this was going to be a thumbs in the well, middle show. There wasn't a lot offensive about it. No. You know, and I think that the fans of Collision are very receptive to this kind of episode of Collision. I as someone pointed out there, mathematically, there were no thumbs down. There you go. Zero percent thumbs down. Because I don't see why you could put point at this and put it as a thumbs but down that, show. That, I, that's no, you're right. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, even like YouTube mm being youtube as it is YouTube there are like YouTube. like last week's episode got thumbs down on it yeah. with the mjf omega match yeah that's true and like so yeah i'm i'm very surprised to see that got zero percent thumbs down but yeah that's very interesting mm. but yeah thank you so much for watching me and dan are back tomorrow with the raw show advertised for it we've got the fatal four-way we've got oh. shinsuke versus akira Tanza- tazawa that's we what certainly i'm thinking do. about uh, fatal uh, four-way of it is if i remember correctly uh ricochet miz oh um Ivar bronson and, and bronson reed for the uh, the shot of the ic title and wwe.com has nothing else for me so cool Th- thanks we're w- gonna have the follow-up i assume from uh judgment day's midnight 
uh, whether there was a uh, well I mean we're three weeks away from more games yeah and you know is uh are we gonna have sammy with the money in the bank briefcase oh yeah yeah, yeah. or is he just gonna have it back are we gonna have uh some further teasers of cm punk we'll find out we'll see you tomorrow i've been luke owen dad that has been the professor the truth dan layton your jam that champion jam that jam Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.